Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where once a week we dive into the deepest, darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Laserbreath Kowalski. <laughs> I'm Louisa Heron. Matt, that was a real good one. Thanks. Thank you guys for not laughing in the middle of it and really tripping me up. Also, Jeff, if you want to go brush your teeth, take care of that laser breath. We can wait for you. Ah, you got him. Yeah, I did, get, I did get a water pick for my teeth, so I, I don't have such bad laser breath all the time. <laughs> it just neutralizes the laser as you put it into your mouth. Yep. yep. It's weird to me how often stinky breath is like, metaphorized to have a tangible effect on people. <laughs> like, fire breathing, or like, like punching you in the face or whatever. It's just smell bad. Yeah, but or, you can't show that in a cartoon. Like that episode of Spongebob where everyone dies because of how bad Spongebob's breath is. Is that a thing? I've never seen a single frame of no. Spongebob. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a very fun early on episode where, um, Spongebob eats something. He eats, like, onions for breakfast or something, and then Everyone keeps like running away from him or passing out as he f- interacts with them throughout the day, and he thinks it's because he's really ugly. That's another bullshit cartoon thing where people eat onions or garlic and then they have terrible breath, but when I smell somebody's breath after they've eaten onions or garlic, I think, mm, I'd like some onions and garlic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kiss this person right on the mouth. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't want it out of their mouth. It's just like, oh, that's yeah, like a baby bird. I like to eat. <laughs> Uh, no, I get what you're saying, but sometimes when someone does have bad breath and you realize it, it's like, uh, it's psychically upsetting <laughs> to be close it, to them. It is probably the least, like, you can't comment on it. Yeah. Because there's nothing they can do about it. It's not like having something in your teeth where it's like, hey, just like, I'm on your side here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, don't come, don't take this as an attack, but... <laughs> you are really ramping up into a real freak out here. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, bud. Listen, hey, hey, listen. listen let's all calm down. down. Nothing's <laughs> wrong, and you should calm down, but... <laughs> what's up with that spinach in your teeth? Yeah. But, like, if you do that, then I think that the, it's reasonable for the person to be like, oh, thank you for helping me not look like a fool. Yeah. But if you're like, hey, man, your breath is terrible, like, what are they going to do about it? Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like B.O. I mean, it is B.O., but in the way that, um, like, it, the social implication is you should have known about this before you left the house. Yes. So, yeah, you're right. There's I mean, you, nothing to you tell people. Offer them a stick of gum. If you that is gum. so rude. <laughs> like, I know what you're saying, and that should be acceptable, but it's not. No, you take out a stick of gum and start chewing one, and then the person you're with, you offer one to them, obviously, because it's polite, and you don't even have to mention the bad breath. Listen, now, that you- has never happened to me in my life, where I haven't thought, oh, fuck, does this person think my breath, think my, <laughs> my breath stinks? And they literally never have thought your breath stinks. They're just being polite. <laughs> well, it's, but it's terrible. Do you have to chew your own piece of gum for every person in the group if you're <laughs> with a group of people? Yeah, you baby murder into their mouth. <laughs> no. Like, are you, if I'm hanging out with five extremely stinky gentlemen, am I going to have to be chewing a wad of chewing gum the size of a baseball by no, the end no. of this interaction? You put one stick of gum in your mouth and you start chewing it. And then almost as an afterthought, like you forgot, you go, oh, did anybody else want some gum? I have plenty here because I bought the really big pack because I knew, and you don't say this part, you say in your head, because I knew I was going to hang out with you stinky mouth people. (laughs) Counterpoint, is there any way that you could just wait until they're talking with their mouth very wide and then just shove some gum in there? (laughs) 
No, I no. think that would be the classified as do, assault. <laughs> the point thing to do is throw it and have it land in their mouth. You have to be very good at this. Because they're so impressed with your aim that they forget about how incredibly rude you are. Yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they're just chewing gum and they don't even know how Like, wow, hey, nice shot. I guess I'll just chew this gum that you threw in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. We're such good friends. <laughs> I mean, I will say, if you do that thing where you're across the room from somebody and you try to throw something into their mouth, mm-hmm. like food-wise into their mouth, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they like that food or not. They're gonna do it. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Sure. Depends on how drunk they are, I suppose. You fall up the gum and then you toss it. You're like, hey, catch. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be really good at catching oh, food oh, in the oh, mouth. Also, though. this stinky-mouthed friend is a golden retriever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes. Because A, I don't have any human friends, and B, uh, golden retrievers have stinky mouths. Yeah, they do. Okay, what did you do to get through this terrible week, Louisa? <laughs> Alright, we're moving right along. Jeff's having a little trouble, because it's a thousand degrees where he is. Uh, I mean, we're five minutes into the show. I yeah. think that was a reasonable <laughs> intro. Barely keeping your uh, rage. By the way, for, for anyone listening who doesn't know, Jeff is walking on the sun. Yeah, well, I might as well put be. That, put that song <laughs> at the end. Thank you. Uh, at, the, at the end of the episode. So this the what? Hold on. Hold on, Matt. I don't understand. Uh, well, listen. Uh, I have my finger and my thumb in the shape of an L on my forehead. <laughs> uh, Matt, we don't have songs at the end of this podcast. We <laughs> never get. a new tactic. <laughs> yeah. This is a, some kind of disinformation campaign. <laughs> I'm going to publicly shame Matt into not making that joke anymore. <laughs> Me making like, it against you guys didn't make work. That joke all the time. <laughs> it's I, not just me. I only started to try and bully you guys out of it, and it didn't work. Yeah, but that's work. good. It's just a funny joke now. You see? Ooh, I don't think so. Listen, if, if I see any weakness from either one of you, I immediately will gang up with the other one of you <laughs> against that person. So Lisa has put that in my birthday card every year since I was six. <laughs> You better not be weak. Happy 30th. <laughs> uh, so, it was the 4th of July this week. I've had a lot of time off work, so I'm descending into madness a little bit. But for the 4th of July, I made key lime pie, because it's my favorite pie. You guys like key lime pie? Does anyone ever ascend into madness? <laughs> oh, that's the dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you just I feel become like convinced like that all your Mark, theories maybe? are genius? Uh, yeah. Yes, Joan guys, of Mark, for sure. That's called mania. <laughs> When you experience a manic episode, that's ascending into madness. <laughs> I but then you have so to come ma- back down, and I don't want to come back you down. Don't have I to. feel like asc- ascending into madness has to have a social aspect to it. Like, when you are experiencing a mania, you feel like you're ascending, but everyone else sees you mm. descending. But mm. to truly ascend into madness, everyone around you needs to be like, I see what's happening, and I love it. <laughs> What if, uh, okay, I think the, did the, is the okay. Joker an example of someone who's ascended into madness? Ooh, well. Yes, hmm. I, I would say yes. But yeah, because no. I, I mean, Batman is for sure. Nobody, yeah. yeah, Batman for sure. Nobody is like, uh, oh, the Joker has really lost his way. <laughs> That's so sad what happened to him. I mean, I guess, but it is easier when you start lower down. There's more room to ascend. Yeah, there's just like, oh, yeah, wow, that guy's, out of the pit. that guy's so crazy. It's like a new type of crazy. That's yeah, like, the Joker. I mean, his madness definitely helped him, like, achieve more things in his life. Yeah, like you killing the Batman. Real yes. good. 
and I don't remember his name. Matt, you might know the story, but there was a man who declared himself to be the king of San Francisco. Yeah, there was the a whole... hundreds for early 20th century, maybe? Clock king. And people love that fucking guy, and they gave him free meals and everything. And he yeah, he ascended into man. There comic uh, yeah. about him uh, in, yeah. the, in the Sandman series. His name was uh, Joshua Norton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he definitely ascended to madness, because he really made it work for him, and people loved him. Yep. What were we talking about? Key lime pie. You guys key lime, key lime pie. pie? You made a pie, I think. <laughs> yeah, do you like key lime pie? It's <laughs> alright. Key lime pie is one of those pies that is so extremely hit or miss. It's like cheesecake. If you really, really trust your dealer, <laughs> then it could be good. <laughs> but so often, it's so bad. How do you feel about my key lime pie, I guess? Now is the nervous question in my mind. <laughs> I like your key lime pie. It's much more of a like an egg custard pie yes. with uh, with lime flavor in it, as opposed to what almost every diner serves, which is like some kind of whipped cream pie with like neon green dye in it. Yeah, that is mm. no good. That artificial lime flavor that tastes tastes like lime lifesavers, but also kind of like that lime bathroom cleaner that you always smell. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people know this. The bathroom cleaner is made out of the leftover lifesavers. Does make mm. sense? Makes a lot That's of why sense. it's so delicious to drink. <laughs> yes. Oh, if any children are listening, <laughs> definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, get your bathroom so sticky. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna need to give one of those warnings, like uh, my brother, my brother, and me gives about how kids shouldn't listen to this. No, we should give yeah. one of those warnings that says definitely do everything we say, and we are legally liable for what happens if you do. No, <laughs> no. In our favor, <laughs> because if we get sued, if we're the first podcast that is legally responsible for the death of somebody, we'll get so famous. We're gonna ascend um, into madness. Yeah. Okay. You there, me. You did it. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So key lime pie is very good, and I love it. And it's one of those American desserts that I really like, where it uses just a few ingredients, and one of them is condensed milk. So it's like one of those 20th century things, but it like comes together in such a pleasing way. I really enjoy it. I feel like every time I try to eat healthier, I my brain continually rebels because I when you said about condensed milk, I was like, I should drink more condensed milk. <laughs> but I definitely shouldn't. Yeah, nobody should do that. Stop drinking condensed milk. It's so good though, is it's the problem. So good though, yeah. Oh god. Yeah, it's so is heavy cream. Soap. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever had just like a little shot of heavy cream? Ah oh, fuck. So have good. you ever put heavy cream on your cereal in the morning? Yes. Oh my god. It's like it's like smoking a cigarette for breakfast. <laughs> I think I've made Mac and like boxed mac and cheese with heavy cream instead of milk. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's oh, so good. Also, yeah. evaporated milk is good for mac and cheese because it doesn't have extra fat, but it does taste creamier because it's condensed. Can I evaporate, evaporate. my own milk? <clears throat> that's just called spoiling your milk. I think. <laughs> I think you can if you boil it down. But do you want to do that? It's a lot of work, and it only costs like sixty cents for a can. Mm, I was just wondering if I could because it sounds like a very simple thing. I'm not gonna do it. Oh man, I was uh, at a wedding last week, which all our listeners know because they listen to us recording at the bachelorette party for that wedding. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, weird that you said you were at a wedding and not that we were all at a wedding. Yeah, I was there too. (laughs) The point is that the rest of this story, only Jeff was there for, not Louisa, so I didn't want to exclude anyone. You were excluding me right now! (laughs) Well, yeah, because you called me out, so now you're the one who gets screwed over. Yeah. Jeff and I were at this wedding this last weekend 
weekend. Oh, fuck! And um, we were talking about uh, eating curry, and I was saying that I like to make paneer masala, or uh, uh, matar paneer, and um, one of the people there was like, yeah, but it's so hard to find paneer, and I told her about making your own paneer and how easy it is, and it blew everyone's minds. Mm -hmm. But it is very easy, you guys. All you need to do is curdle a gallon of whole milk and pour it through cheesecloth and let it drain. It's it. it's <laughs> basic. It's sort of it's sort of like making fresh mozzarella. No, uh, I I've never made fresh mozzarella. No, it's like making cottage cheese, but then you squeeze out all mm. the liquid. I see. Okay, it's like a farmer's cheese. But here's the thing: I've made paneer and I followed directions carefully, and my results have been terrible. It did not set firmly enough for me to really use it. How long did you let it set? <clears throat> Um, as long as the recipe called for. I don't remember how long that was. A day at least? Yeah, I ended up having to do mine for like two and a half days to get really mm. the set I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I might try again, because they have it at the store, and it's ridiculously expensive. It's like $9 for a little container. And it's not very good. The one that's near me, at least, the only kind they have is like reduced fat paneer or something. Mm. So it's like a bit rubbery. I mean, it's still fine, but... It's not as good as the real stuff. Okay, that makes... I understand the difference now. Uh, it's, like, it's literally just the curdled milk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mo- mozzarella has, like, rennet and uh, what yeah, I had rennet. starter in it. Yeah, but I don't listen to you. Could we start <laughs> a podcast called Seeing Rennet, where we just talk about cheese every week? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Perfect. Yes, absolutely, we should. I mean, we all are very passionate about cheese. I made uh, a curry the yesterday, I guess? Yeah, it was yesterday, and I, because uh, initially I was like chicken pot pie casserole, where you like make chicken pot pie mix and you put it in a pan and put like this quick on top and bake it. It's yeah. like yeah. a familiar sort of Americana dish, except yeah. uh, I was like, what if I did it with chicken curry? Uh, so I made a mm-hmm. chicken curry that had actually, I guess it was mostly veggie curry. It was like uh, peppers, onions, spinach, carrots, chickpeas, and one chicken breast. Did and, you put naan on top? Uh, I just put this quick on top. If I made it again, I would brush the top like halfway through with uh, ghee and garlic to make it a little naan-ish. Uh, or prepare the quick with yogurt, perhaps. Anyway, it was really goddamn good. That yeah, does sound good. Did you, know, did you know that that's already an American dish called Country Captain? Whoa, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, they you say... Promoted to captain. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> uh, Has any say- of us ever seen <sighs> Captain Phillips? No! No, no one <laughs> ever will. So many times. We've been looking for a homework <laughs> assignment for Louisa, and I think this might be it. What am I going to do with that knowledge? <laughs> what am I going to do with knowing about every episode of Cleopatra 2525? <laughs> you said that for yourself, buddy. Yeah, I know, and now I need to punish you for it. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so, Country Captain, they say that New England sea captains brought home curry powder from trips to the East. <laughs> Yeah. This, is, this is all, like, apocryphal. No one knows for sure. But it essentially is like a chicken pot pie, but made with curry powder. And then uh, sometimes it does have a biscuit top so, or mashed potato top. So you have invented an American dish. That's pretty cool. It's apparently popular in Mumbai, which is fun. Yeah, that's one of those weird, like, back... Uh, backronym. That's what I want to say. That's not the word. It was. It, well, it was like. I guess it makes sense because it was invited. It was like invented by people going back and forth. Yeah. Um. They'd be like, "Hey, I made this thing." Um. But uh, it doesn't. It seems to be served over rice and not with bisquick on top, like I made. 
Well, I've seen that, and I've seen it like that. You know how it is with these things. People make some kind of stuff, right. and then they put it on weird starches. So, and then, like in <laughs> in one town in Wisconsin, they do it with this quick, and <laughs> that's their thing. And they're like, "What do you mean you don't? What do you mean you don't have country casserole or whatever?" <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so we're done talking about pie, I guess. Uh, Matt, we don't what have to. Got you through the week? No, yeah, I could talk. I could talk about. Done. I could talk about food for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, the same. <laughs> but instead, Matt, what got you through this week? Okay, so uh, yesterday, my first day off in a while, because I had to cover for people on July 4th, unfortunately, um, I got to go and see some pictures of Spider-Man. Hey, nice. Oh, Spider-Man. Yay, you you got, got to see approximately 24 pictures of Spider-Man per second for about two yeah. and a half hours. <laughs> yep, it's true. Uh, yeah, I saw the new Spider-Man movie, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, and it was probably the best Marvel movie, mm. so that's a thing. Anyone mm. want to argue against that? Uh, I would Interesting. disagree, because I thought that it was, it, like, stretched credulity at some points, but I was still having fun with it. I did enjoy it. Uh, can I tell you my favorite part? I feel like it's not the end credits scene. First of all, okay. I need to know what your favorite Marvel movie is then, and then we can get back to it. That's hard to say. I feel like I can't count Infinity War or Endgame because they're basically like movie two movie-length post-credits scenes yeah. that are just yeah. like, here's all the characters that you love having fun together. Um, or, I guess, having a bad time together for th- four hours and then having fun for one hour. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I guess, like, before that, it was probably Winter Soldier or Thor Ragnarok. Wow, Ooh, I was going to say this, too, as well. No, I like that one as well. That's, like, like a my spy least thriller. favorite one in the whole series. Really? Spy thriller instead of a superhero movie, which yeah. is what I prefer. I don't particularly care for spy thrillers, and so much of it is, like, very stilted flirting between, um... Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. Yeah, but mm. that's not going anywhere, and we all know it, so it's fine. Yeah, so why do they waste most of the movie on that? Because uh, <laughs> you don't know who's a spy or not. They, as spies, are using their sexuality as weapons against each other. They don't each other, but they're sure on the same they can side. trust each other. No, that's why it's a thriller. They're not sure if the other one is secretly working for the wrong people yeah, but or not. I, I know. <laughs> they're they don't superheroes, <laughs> I know. But they... I... <laughs> I don't think the writers wrote them flirting. I think those are just two of the most attractive people on Earth, and so when they talk at all, it seems like they're flirting. No, I think they were flirting. They were I, they were definitely supposed to be flirting. At one point, Scarlett Johansson... Uh, I guess I should use the character name. At one yeah. point, Black Widow asked Captain America if he's see? fucked. Yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, okay, but like people read into saying that Steve and Bucky were flirting a lot, which I don't think that the writers made those choices, and I'm not sure if the actors did, but I think it was largely up to the fact that those two actors are just really charming and handsome, and so yeah, when they talk to each other... Dead, yeah, exactly. Well, if you... If if Bucky was played by uh, someone who, like, wasn't hot, you'd be like, no, they weren't flirting at all. 
Uh, here's a counterpoint. I don't actually think that actor is very hot. <laughs> yeah, but everyone else does. <clears throat> He's got bug eyes. Mm-hmm. His big, <laughs> soft anime eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming it's what people say. <laughs> Maybe everyone else thinks he has bug eyes, too. He's very much an anime boy in those movies, isn't he? With yeah. his stringy hair and his robot arm. <laughs> and his, uh black eyeliner. Yeah, yep. I mean, he's definitely the most My Chemical Romance of the superheroes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the most Full Metal Alchemist of the superheroes. He's a very oh, that's mid- true. He's very mid-2000s. Yep. Yeah. Um, huh, I'm very I guess that makes sense. He was that, he was invented in 2005, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, um, but I, I do want to say real quick uh, that I think Thor Ragnarok is a good choice because of the fact that it had, like, mm-hmm. an enjoyability that a lot of the series doesn't, but I'm, I'm surprised that you didn't feel that way also about this Spider-Man movie, because for me, I mean, I don't know that I would have liked it as much if I hadn't seen all the other ones previously, but for me watching this, I was like, oh, this is about a superhero who kind of enjoys being a superhero, and also about how hard it makes his life that he enjoys doing this, and that's way more fun than a superhero who's constantly racked with angst uh, yeah. and like trying to save everything. <laughs> Every human being on Earth. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun, um, but it, I mean, it's just not my number one. That's all. Okay. Um, yeah, it's extremely good, and uh, I feel like there's probably going to be some spoilers in the next couple of minutes. If you want to skip ahead, yeah, pause, go see it, and then finish listening afterward. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so my favorite thing about the movie—we've been teasing it for a while now—is <laughs> that one of the bad guys is the dude from the first Iron Man that Jeff Bridges yells, Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps at. Yes. The fact that they got that actor back is incredible. That's extremely (laughs) funny. Wait, is it someone I know? No, he's just some random extra from the first Iron Man, but they're like, that character I bet would be pissed off, so let's tell his story. Yeah, first Iron Man. In my mind, I was starting to get it confused with Guy Pearce from the terrible second Iron Man. Okay, uh, that's the third. Yeah, Guy Pierce is in the third one. Oh, okay, yeah. Who's in the second one? Sam Rockwell oh, and no. Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke is there. You know, there's a very funny villain reveal sequence where they show scenes from the previous movies with the villains in the background to show how they all <laughs> learn to hate S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and one of them, well, okay, this is a big spoiler, but one of them is Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, and <laughs> you're like, I would have noticed if Jake Gyllenhaal was in the background of this scene. Thank you very much. Yeah, they had to, like, (laughs) rotate 45 degrees to be like, yeah, he was just off stage during that hologram part at the beginning of Iron Man 3, or no, Civil War. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he invented the holograms from Civil War, and he's so mad that Tony talked crap on them on the stage. Yep. So anyway, that's very funny. And, like, I feel like it's weird because I don't want to spoil the fact that Mysterio is actually a bad guy, but also, like, he's one of the most famous Spider-Man villains. Did anyone not know that he was a bad guy going into this? If it's yeah. a Spider-Man movie, any other big name is going to have to be a villain, right? Of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they didn't even give us, like, a fake-out villain. Like, they didn't have, I don't well, know. the elementals. <laughs> right, but, like, you gotta put someone famous in that elemental face. Be like, oh, Brian. Brian Cox is the face of the Elementals. He's Hydro Man, and he's the real villain. And then you could be like, "Oh yeah, he's famous enough to be a Spider-Man villain." Uh, 
You remember in the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans when they tried to give us, uh, what's that dude's name who played Sandman? Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman? What the fuck, man? He has the right look for it. That movie was bad and all the writing was bad, but the idea of him, like, not really wanting to be this and, like, not being a person anymore was pretty, uh, well played by him, I thought. Yeah, but that made it so that watching the movie, I'm like, I don't care. I don't want you to beat him but I also don't want him to win. I guess I don't want anyone to win. <laughs> I really love at the end of that, they tried to introduce Paul Giamatti as that rhino man. Yeah. <laughs> that no. Anywhere. <laughs> That's no. Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's a different movie. You mix up all these movies, Louisa. It's the sideways, uh, <laughs> sideways cinematic universe. <laughs> but this is. I actually, I Where think Paul, is... G- Paul Giamatti as the rhino is the best part about those dumb Andrew Garfield ones. I Where can't believe... Oh, I can't believe they did such a huge called shot and like completely like destroyed their own credibility by not making it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, what's his face? There's one actor and he's like sort of famous and he plays Dr. Kurt Connors in the, the, all the Sam Raimi ones. He's in all three of them. And like sometime in one of the movies, he's just randomly missing an arm and you're like, Oh yeah, here it comes. He's going to be the lizard. And then they just stopped making those movies. (laughs) I can't, I know that everyone is like, losing their minds over the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, because they were kind of like the first in the renaissance of superhero movies, but they're bad movies. <laughs> they're just not good. I didn't mind. We've had this discussion one. before. Three? One and two were good. No, two then. The one with uh, uh, Alfred Molina. That yeah, that's two. That's yeah. two. You said I, two was bad. I said two or three, and then you figured it out for me, so uh-huh. here we are. I listen. Yeah. Obviously, part of it is it was still suffering from the way that superhero movies used to be, where, like, they had to be very comic booky because it was the yeah. first one that was sort of breaking out of that mold, and I get that. But, my God, is there a less compelling Peter Parker than Tobey Maguire? Yes, Andrew Garfield. We've answered <laughs> that, that question. <laughs> yes, that is fair. But, like, uh, I just... Th- him, like goggle-eyed looking at his own muscular physique in the mirror. I'm just like, get over it. God damn. <laughs> I like Yelling those... at the screen. Boo! <laughs> yes. Get a get, suit already. <laughs> get me pictures of the Spider-Man, <laughs> I said. I like those movies because they're funny and stylish in a way that uh, even a lot of modern ones like kind of intentionally steer away from. Unlike the X-Men movies that came out at the same time, which were extremely bland, like... Yeah. D tier Matrix ripoffs. They had two um, emotionally engaging moments, I will say, and one is the upside down kiss, and the other one is where Spider Man's trying to stop that train and his mask comes off, but the people on the oh, train decide they're gonna pretend that they don't know who he is. Yeah, like, he's just really some kid. Something. Yeah, he's no older than my kid. <laughs> coming Which through, hero coming through. I feel like they try to recreate that emotion later in the film when somebody throws a can at. Um, Green Goblin's head, and he's like, you mess with Spider-Man, you mess with New York, but See, that is just hilarious. That was a movie prior. <laughs> yeah, whatever. God, you guys, did <laughs> you ever right. see these movies, or did you just see the a tr- mashup trailer for all three? None of this matters. Here's yeah. my point. Sam Raimi is bad at making movies. 
I remember can't he was going to make a Discworld associated movie and then he didn't. That's probably Thank for God. The best. Yeah. He just he had. I feel like watching a Sam Raimi movie, I instantly know that he has the kind of sense of humor that I would absolutely hate to spend any time with him. <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Of almost it's, all directors, I think. <laughs> it's like whenever you see a trailer for a Quentin Tarantino movie and you're like, oh man, imagine being at a party where Quentin Tarantino is there and everyone trying to come up with an excuse to leave at the same time. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I feel like I would probably get along with Sam Raimi, but if Quentin Tarantino walked into a room, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I need to go water the plants at home, bye. I'm surprised that people continue to work with Quentin Tarantino because it can't be good. It can't yeah. be not fun to act with him. So, right? you remember, like, two years ago when Uma Thurman was like, I'm super yeah. pissed off at him because he made me do a stunt that ruined my yeah. body forever? Yeah. Uh her daughter is in his new movie. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Why does he get to do that? I don't know. And also, his new movie looks terrible. Oh, I think it looks pretty fun. I want to see it. <laughs> Wait problem, a minute, you're part of the problem, Jeff. Another problem yeah. with Quentin Tarantino movies is that he always makes them look unpleasant to be in. Like, mm. for me, watching a movie, I really like to try to inhabit the world of the movie while I'm watching it a little bit to get immersed. And I never want to be in the world of any Quentin Tarantino movie. They're all <laughs> squalid and disgusting and remind me about the worst parts of humanity. I'm under a witch's curse where I have to go see the movie because Margot Robbie is in it. Oh yeah, I oh, forgot right. that you have a huge crush on Margot Robbie. Yeah, I watched Goddamned Suicide Squad because she was in it. I, Tanya, I, Caramba, says Jeff Kowalski. <laughs> no, that movie is pretty good. I know. <laughs> Uh, I God love damn that it. Jeff's a new Gene Shallot for a new generation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I honestly think that if you did a movie blog where you like really leaned into making those kinds of jokes, people would love it on the internet these days. <laughs> they absolutely would. They would get screenshots just to put them on social media. <laughs> yeah. This movie is once upon a crime in Hollywood because yeah. of how bad it is. Yeah, <laughs> good. You got it. Uh, anyway, the new Spider-Man is good. Um, I want to say that the, it's weird how much the main villain is just a direct like reference to Donald Trump in a very weird way. See, I don't like that. I that and, and the thing you said about the spoiler, which I won't mention again, that someone is playing sort of a another real world figure. Uh, I find that very upsetting because it's always done by people who have enough distance from those issues to be like, ah, it's funny, right? Parody. We're really sticking it to them. I'm like, yeah, but you're making people see this shitty thing. It's making me upset. Yep. Um, so do we yeah, want to talk mean, about it, the big spoiler that we all liked? Uh, we we kind of just said we weren't doing any more spoilers, but oh, I do okay. want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so skip ahead again, please. Yeah, skip yeah. again. We, this one will be quicker. <laughs> this one will be quicker, says Matt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's... Okay, so the post credit scene is they reveal that um, Mysterio in the final fight recorded a video of himself being like, Spider-Man is Peter Parker, and they cut to uh, DailyBugle.net host J. Jonah Jameson uh, doxing Spider-Man on TV. And he's played I, by J.K. Simmons again, and he's a real Alex Jones type. Yeah, I love the fact that J.K. Simmons kind of started his acting career playing a neo-Nazi on Oz, and is now playing neo-Nazi Alex Jones. Yeah. 
and he also, talks. Of, he talks. Caveat: of, He was in his forties or fifties when he was uh, on Oz. I don't think you can say he started his career. Well, but, but yes, was the first time I had heard of him. Yes, he wasn't very famous before that. Like his first big break was Oz. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. Confirm. I don't think an actor that was that wasn't looking for their break would agree to tattoo a swastika onto another character's butt in the first scene of an episode. <laughs> When did Oz start? Like, 20 years ago? No, it was post-9-11. Was it? Mm, who even knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't Wait, matter. Wait, no, it premiered in 1997. What are you talking That's about? Right. <laughs> it ended post-9-11. He was 42. Okay. I guess so. Uh, yeah, that's probably what got him the Spider-Man role, right? They're like, you're so good at playing a dickhead on this TV show. But he's a lovable dickhead in Spider-Man. He is definitely not a lovable dickhead in Oz. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Uh, I really enjoy this. Tw- this is the first time, I guess we should clarify for the audience who doesn't care about these movies. This is the first time we've seen this character in a movie since 2007's Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the first time we've seen him, him in a good movie since Spider-Man 2. Um, and it's just very exciting because they've been, like, very clearly not do- bringing him in because they don't want to have to recast it. So they just didn't. They just waited long enough that we're okay with it not being yeah. recast. I think we I, always would have been okay with it not being recast. I would have been delighted would, at any point. <laughs> they didn't want to associate these good Spider-Man movies with those bad Spider-Man movies, though, so they <laughs> needed to, like, give it enough to find its own legs before they put that in there. Yeah, we, we had to have a whole uh, different franchise of Spider-Man, bad Spider-Man movies, between the old one and the new ones before <laughs> yes. we could do it again. I actually think the Andrew Garfield ones were better movies, even though I agree that Andrew Garfield was a worse Spider-Man. I thought that they were better movies than the Sam Raimi ones. I liked them more. That's weird. Yeah. I, I, well, can f- I think it's fine that you liked them more. I do not think that there's any world in which they were better movies, except I, I did like the second one a lot more than all the reviews liked it. It felt like a miniseries about Spider-Man. Yeah, and they did a better job, I think, of making Spider-Man's life seem like a person's life. Mm, I guess... the best thing about Spider-Man, I think. I mean, uh, the, mm-hmm. the idea that uh, Andrew Garfield was like a kid just out of high school was kind of crazy because he was like 30 when he made those movies. <laughs> but but I believed like the struggles that he was going through and his relationship with Emma Stone were like good and interesting and I enjoyed watching them in a way that I really didn't give a shit about Tobey Maguire or Christian Dunst at all for all three of those terrible movies. Yeah, it's fine. I guess my um, big issue with Spider-Man movies is I just need some sort of esteemed actor in his 50s to, uh, like, melodramatically shout Spider-Man across... A uh, large empty air, or uh, maybe whisper. What? Referencing? I'm trying <laughs> no so idea. hard to help. All of the villains. I don't know what you're saying. I need all of the villains to just be like, Ah, Spider-Man, oh. you'll rue the day. I guess <laughs> what I need is pictures of the Spider-Man. <laughs> mm. Good old uh, Spider-Man. I guess what I need is for you to finish this prayer. Finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> 
I don't get that one. <laughs> That's what he yells at Aunt May right before he can. Oh, right! <laughs> hey, now he doesn't fucking remember Spider Man movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's just. All bad at remembering Spider Man movies. <laughs> screaming. Almost as bad as the Spider Man movies were at being movies. <laughs> screaming her bedtime prayer into a wind machine. Yeah. Madness. How can you not love that, Matt? It's so insane. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yes, it's a it's a kind of good movie, but not the kind I want to watch. Right? Okay, that makes sense. You want um, you want something prestigious? No, I just want something that's not uh, constantly like laughing at. Haha, this is dumb, right, guys? We all agree this is dumb. Like you're in it, you're making it. You can't do this to me. <laughs> Fair enough. So you prefer Batman, where everyone's super serious about being ridiculous. Well, that's why I think these new Spider-Man movies are the best Spider-Man movies, because they do still have a sense of humor, but it's not constantly Tom Holland winking at the camera like, but it's dumb that I'm a Spider-Man, though, right, guys? Okay, that's fair. There was that time where he hung someone upside down off a gargoyle and was like, tell me where the other drugs are going, though. (laughs) Yes. Spider-Bat. So, do you guys think I should watch any of these Tom Holland Spider-Mans? Because I haven't. Okay. Speaking I, of, speaking yeah. of perfect casting with J.K. Simmons, I actually we weren't supposed Tom to do any more spoilers. Okay, you go on. I actually think Tom Holland might be perfectly cast as Peter Parker. Yeah, he's mm. really good. He's a real he's baby extremely face. good. He's very physically athletic, which really does help with the special effects stuff. And he is what is he like twenty eight, twenty seven, something like that? Not even. He's like twenty two. Okay, but he still looks like he's sixteen. So they can keep making these movies, and he will never. You'll never be like. Uh, I'm pretty sure Andrew Garfield is in his thirties now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I it, like when he was when he first played the role. It was five years ago, and he was like eighteen or nineteen years old. So, yeah. like the fact that not that only a few years have passed in universe for him is. Uh, not going to do him any favors unless they do a time jump at some point, but I, I do agree that he's remained fairly youthful. Yep. Okay. Well, Jeff, anyway. what got you through this week? So last weekend, like literally uh, the day after that wedding we all went to, I went to... We all to, had brunch at the hotel, and then... Yep. And then I went to the 25th and final Warped Tour celebration. <laughs> it's the 25th, right. 25th anniversary of the Warped Tour. Last what year color, was... What color was the energy at Warped Tour? Uh, <laughs> now here's the thing. I saw that band, and they didn't play that song. What? What? Oh, yep. my God, did you write it? Did you burn the, the whole thing? <laughs> I was listening for it, and then I was like, maybe I just don't know what that song sounds like, but I was looking on Reddit afterwards, and everyone was like, yeah, they didn't even play Amber. Uh, Yeah, I... have any other songs? They have... So here's the thing. I was like, it's going to be extremely funny to see 311, right? And guys, it did not disappoint, not because they're a bad band, but because the rapping DJ guy had a microphone that was making no noises throughout the entire concert. He was just like, he was freaking you, the audience, to rap instead. He was jamming so hard, like gyrating his whole body during all of his raps that we couldn't hear. 
Okay, and but you have to, right? If you're the rapping yeah. DJ in 311 and you're not giving 110% to your body movements, then you are a failure. Between every song, the entire, like, 10,000-person crowd was screaming, fix the mic! Fix the mic! And they didn't notice until the last song, and they didn't get a working mic. He just kept trading with the main guy from 311. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. You get, They all want us to play that song, Fix the Mic. Do we have a song called Fix the Mic? They know. seem like a band who would have a song called Fix yeah, the Mic. Yeah. And they seem like they'd be high enough to remember to not uh, remember if they didn't. So. I, I, of course, called this into uh, Jordan Jesse Go as a momentous occasion, and hopefully they'll they'll play that one when they're done their tour. Um, then the next day, I got to see um, Anti-Flag opened up with a very political uh, show, which was nice. They had a, their logo on the, like, 80-foot screen behind them was a fist uh, punching a swastika into pieces. Um, uh, I'm sorry, when you say very political, what side were they on? The good one. Um, <laughs> they And who is this band? Anti-Flag. And which side is the Are good side? Are you thinking side? of Black Flag? No. <laughs> is there a band called Anti-Flag? <laughs> yes, there is, and I saw them. Mm. Black Flag is the one with um, Henry Rollins, so they're too famous. Uh, I think they get together every once in a while. They don't, like, break up because they don't like each other. It's just, like, he does other stuff now. And, of course, um, we all know that Anti-Flag is the one with Justin Shane. Now, Jeff, who? edit that so that it sounds like I just knew that and didn't have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anti-Flag was the only... Uh, actually, Anti-Flag and The Used were the only two, like, overtly political bands, which is weird because I saw Bad Religion perform, and they... Like, aside from the content of their songs, they weren't, like, Free Palestine or, like, Screw Donald Trump or anything like that. Well, they're very are, rich now. Yeah, they don't have to do that anymore. Being um, rich means that you suddenly have bad politics forever. Yeah. Uh, so that was nice, because uh, I did see people in those, like, plausibly deniable dog whistle fascist apparel, like the oh, the, no. the flag patch with the blue line on it. No. Um, did they get murdered in mosh pits? I feel like that's exactly what where you shouldn't be doing those things. Uh, well, one of them was at a ska band, so there was nobody there for that one. Uh, the <laughs> other one was a hat that said "Make Hockey Violent Again," um, which is, is that a dog bad. Whistle? Oh no, I don't know dog whistles because it's a "Make America Great Again" hat, Louis but about how you stop would... advocating for hockey violence. Yeah, no, but I like Gritty so much, and he <laughs> knocks over kids all the time, and I love when he does that. <laughs> No, it was it was just a fake MAGA hat for a message that I also think is kind of suspect. It yeah. is kind of suspect, yeah. Um, but those were the only two crypto-fascists I saw at the Warp Tour. Everyone else was, uh, you know, like, young people with tattoos and neon hair, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I saw Blink-182 perform, um, which is... A lot of fun, because they're all, like, 45, so they're pretty good at playing their instruments. Yes, what's their age again? (laughs) Uh, Nice. Uh, They played the entire... No, I won't. They played the entire album that that song was on, because it's the 20th anniversary of it. Okay. That's that's their good one, right? (laughs) 
They have, I would Take say, your pants and jacket? three good ones. Uh, Anima of the State was this one. Oh, okay. See, I know so few album names, because I don't give a fuck what albums are called, but that one I will always remember. Yeah, yeah, it's a very dirty, funny, dirty joke. <laughs> yeah, they're all dirty jokes. Dude Ranch yeah. is one of them. Uh, Anima of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and then they stopped doing dirty jokes after that. Uh, coincidentally, those are the only three good albums of theirs. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if there's a deep joke to dude ranch is there yeah it's jizz oh okay i get it now i did not (laughs) get it yeah i i was like i only learned about that joke like a year ago i thought (laughs) i thought it was a ranch like the building like a like a ranch no they were so 3008 on that one in 1997 (laughs) and we're so 2000 and late on it um, in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, too complicated. I really enjoyed their performance, except Uh-oh. three years ago, the guy with the really grating, whiny voice that is very good for singing Blink-182 songs and doing nothing else, like, got fired from the band. Oh, no. Oh, no. And they replaced him. Uh, no, he really, really wanted to take time off from recording and touring to write a book about how aliens are real. Oh, there. Which I mean, he did. Um, and is it any good? <laughs> I would never read it. He's also on a lot of those History Channel aliens shows is lately. Is that guy in the History Channel meme with the puffy hair who says, but what if aliens are real? <laughs> oh, I wish. No, he's not that guy. Oh, um, but they replaced him with Matt Skiba of Alkaline Trio, who is, you know, okay. he's a good musician. But he's not the guy. He's not the right guy. It's like it was like I saw Blink One Eighty Two, but the the lead actor was sick, so they had to have the very good understudy do it. But he's still not the main guy. Yeah, yeah. People keep saying, "Oh, do you ever want to see the Eagles on tour?" I'm like, "No, Glenn Fry died. I don't want to see some fake Glenn Fry." Thank you. No thanks. Yeah, right. It's like, like, oh yeah, the, the Who is coming around. Yeah, two of them are. <laughs> yeah, the other, and then the other two of, are dead. And then a bunch of other uh, musical prodigies who are only 19 years old. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, that's everyone uh, now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like, I enjoyed it, and they did play all of the songs I wanted to hear, and did right. thankfully restrain themselves to only playing three post-reunion songs that no one in the world would ever want to hear. <laughs> So you say you were in the water for part of this? Is what I thought. Uh, It was on the Atlantic City beach. Literally, like, you could enter and then go into the ocean. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they had to, at one point, evacuate the beach because there was a lightning storm, and it only got... I thought for sure, there's no way they're letting us re-enter. They only evacuated the beach for an hour and a half, so I went and had dinner at a Guy Fieri restaurant in the Valley's Casino. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm realizing that should have been the thing that I talked about on the podcast. Well, what did you order? Tell us that, at least. Uh, Chop House, in quotation marks, onion soup, because it was called Guy Fieri's Chop House. and the Ragin' Cajun Burger, the onion soup was just French onion soup with a crostini atop the cheese and the cr- crouton underneath the cheese. That's, weird. That's so fine. much bread. That's yeah, so much bread for soup. <laughs> Pretty good. Sandwich. I liked it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is! That's just a grilled cheese sandwich and soup! <laughs> yep. <laughs> a deconstructed grilled cheese. It's no, not um, deconstructed, Jeff. It's constructed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I also 
also got burger. Uh, it was a burger dusted in Cajun seasoning with like spicy peppers, crawdads, pickles, and donkey sauce. Um, okay. And then I got a cocktail called the bomb the bomb dot com. Oh, um, nice! Which had in it a and I quote cola reduction. Oh no! And the edge of the glass was rolled in crushed up pretzels. A cola <laughs> cola demi glass. It, it's like. It's like if oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like if if you if you did what is it? Cutthroat Kitchen and you had a bunch of gourmet chefs on there but you only gave them access to a baseball park concession stand. But like that's the only ingredients they could use to make things. That's Guy Fieri's whole aesthetic. I really love um when I was a kid in the 80s, uh you could get um Coca-Cola syrup the drugstore, you can't do that anymore. And then you'd take a little bit of that to your stomach. Obama's America, am I right? Yeah, right. I mean, I think it's because it was sold as medicine, even though it has zero medicinal qualities whatsoever. Yeah, anyway. Other than making kids like you and me hate cola. (laughs) No, I didn't mind it. Although I don't like cola because of the bubbles, but syrup I don't mind. But um, they don't sell that anymore. The flavor of cola makes me think I am having a stomach ache now to this day because of being forced to have that every time I had a stomach ache when I was a kid. All right. Well, that didn't happen to me. Luckily, I don't know. But um, so he's just using that, right? (laughs) When he says a cola reduction, he's just got himself some uh, drugstore Coca-Cola syrup. Almost definitely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good for him. I mean, Guy Fieri is less a chef and more a brand expert because he's amazing Mm. at making things that are otherwise unappetizing sound like you have to try them because of how stupid they are. Yep. That's exactly it. That's why when I saw the sign for it, uh, it opened up my eyes, and I had to go up the stairs at the casino and go to that restaurant. Oh, hey, was you... Ace of Base at this uh, warp tour? Uh, no, I told you I only saw the, the two crypto-fascists. No wow. open neo no no open neo I was going to say, you saw this Guy Fieri <laughs> restaurant, and you're like, Guy Fieri, you're the angel from my nightmare. <laughs> Blink-182 reference. All right, yeah, they did play that song. Yeah, of course. Uh, they they got it. Not playing that song would be like three eleven. Not playing fucking. <laughs> so there's a part in that song where uh, the whiny guy comes in very prominently and goes, "Where are you?" And it's like extremely distinct. And to get around the fact that that guy's not in the band anymore, they just turn the mic towards the audience for that part. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get onto this wiki. So I got two because uh, I loaded and copied one, and then I immediately changed to another one. But the other one doesn't exist anymore. Because okay, uh, we I, need to do that first one anyway. I know it's going to make me really sad because the other one was unanswers, uh, which sounds fun, but it doesn't exist anymore. So Trivia. oh well. Um, instead, we're going to do the baseball wiki, and I'm going to put Ooh. a link into it now. Why did you? Why are you like happy that? about that? We don't. Remember the last time we discussed baseball, it was Wizards. <laughs> Remember the Book of Daniel? <laughs> oh, Jesus. yes. I don't think this one will be as interesting. No, uh, it won't. In my mind, it will be. Uh, I don't so- care about baseball, but you know what? Baseball has got a lot of funny things in it, so here we go. That's true. Also, I think that baseball is baseball is the Spider-Man of sports. Allow me to explain. <laughs> yes, please. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, you take a quick nap. Matt, yeah, you take five. <laughs> Go have a smoke. Um, the 
like I feel like a lot of the other sports take themselves very seriously and would probably be not as thrilled to have like dumb shit that happens in baseball all the time like days where everyone that comes in gets a free like ice cream sundae or uh, foot races between different mascots of little league teams and stuff I guess hockey is kind of like that too but but my point is I feel like when I make fun of baseball baseball's like haha you got me as opposed to I'm going to murder you which is what I feel like when I make fun of football yeah football's gonna mm. sue you for being mean about football because they have yes. all legal power for some reason yep I think the formatting on this page is a bit bizarre because I see the word home and then a huge empty space. Yes, me too. Okay. I'm having trouble clicking on the most popular pages in top content, which is spelled out as underscore, it's uh, all yeah. lowercase, most underscore popular. Anyway, so the background of this page is all baseballs that say official Major League Baseball on them. Yep. Uh, just a not very well tiled set of those. <laughs> like, you can see the lines between the tiles. Anyway, that's yeah. not important. Uh, about Baseball Wiki. Baseball Wiki is the free baseball encyclopedia that anyone can edit. We are currently editing 7,951 articles. Baseball Wiki has so articles many. about almost anything that's related to the sport. Baseball. <laughs> from oh, minor that league, sport. That okay. sport. From minor <laughs> league baseball to major league baseball. From baseball players to baseball coaches and managers. From baseball stadiums to the history of baseball, and very much more from the past, present, and even the future of baseball. Oh, here wizards, we go. Wizards. Oh baseball my God. can be edited and changed by anyone, and is growing every single day. Now, obviously, having wizards in baseball is impossible because we haven't invented wizards yet, but... Yeah, it's really weird that you placed wizards in the category of future. Yeah, future <laughs> wizards. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying. I think that they could improve baseball by introducing wizards where there's just strict rules that everyone has to act like that wizard has magic powers <laughs> because mm. I would watch that if one of the players came out with a big book and shot pretend lasers at people they had to fall down coming to the plate now Uthark the elder and it's just like an old man in gray robes and he doesn't have a baseball bat <laughs> Okay, now we're getting into discussing another great sports idea, Jeff, and I thank you for bringing it to the table. <laughs> Wizard is ball. Any, is there any reason that they couldn't do televised LARPing? Because that would be the fucking funniest <laughs> shit to watch in the whole world. Matt, that's called Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. I Matt, mean, it's a great idea. Get on it. Yes, start, I, start your own YouTube channel. Let I me mean, try like, again. Hold on. That's called The Vampire Diaries. Boo. Is that better? You're still, you're still not there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, oh, wait, wait. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Take Matt, three. That's called Stranger Things. Uh, no, still bad. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we they do play D&D on that, that one. That's why I thought that one would work. <laughs> so um, I'm seeing a little... Watch, people gone. watch shows of people doing dumb shit all the time outside, and this time they'd be doing dumb shit while dressed as werewolves or whatever. It would be one of those sad documentaries, like the one about bronies. It would only be a sad documentary if you made it a sad documentary. Yeah, mm -hmm, instead, and they would. But, no, listen, listen. If you had a thing where everyone, you know, you had this game that people were playing in and they could throw fireballs or whatever, but you edited in sound effects when they threw those little tennis balls to sound like a real fireball, and, like, you could... Rotoscopes over the, the yeah, little stones. Yeah, you could make it cool. With, yeah. <laughs> I love this idea, and I would watch it. 
I would watch it too. Like it would be the problem is that sooner or later the LARPers would realize that they were the ones we were making fun of, but I think they might still do it. We'd get a season out of it. It's only drama nerds who like that stuff, so they definitely would still be into it. Yeah. Yeah, most of them have a humiliation kink, and that's why they're LARPers. Oh, that's probably true. Man, this is a genuinely great idea, and I have the juice to maybe make this happen. PM, PM. All right, let's... You continue to work on that. Don't give give away your gold like this. Here's... One thing I'm I'm fascinated by with with this is the list of uh, top 500 home run hitters. Okay. Oh, we need to know about the wiki first, I guess, right? I just read about it. Just okay. <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to real quick say there's a little slideshow right above yes. that. Okay, which this is what tells I you, to say, too. Yep, Go on. It tells you about the New York Yankees, uh, the team with the most championships, uh, the Chicago Cubs, the team that hasn't won in uh, spent 108 years of that winning, the All-Star Game, which apparently is coming up soon in Miami, and then the Bananas, the question bananas. mark. Yep. There is a new team called the Savannah Bananas, and their logo good. is an angry faced banana with arms, and he is holding yes. a baseball bat, and I love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's the best thing on this page. Yeah, this is this is the best new mascot since Gritty. <laughs> I mean, he's no Gritty, but he's yeah. great. Yeah. What's his name going to be? It can't just be the Savannah Banana. I'm going to click um, on this. Oh no! Every yeah, other one of these clickable. pages, you can click to learn more, but not the Savannah Bananas. Oh well. I'm so sad. Um, so, do you guys know who the top three home run hitters of all time are? Oh, I don't care. Babe Ruth, Mark McGuire, Roger and- Maris, because the, there was that movie about him. Ken Jennings. <laughs> I really would have. I thought. I thought part of the whole. Yeah, it's Ken Jennings. Weirdly, he's he's good at everything. <laughs> he's he's like. Uh, who's that guy? I don't remember. Anyway, <laughs> Bo, Bo Jackson. Yep. Bo Jackson. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> You got it. Quick, very quick sidebar. The thing I love about baseball is that you don't really have to be in shape to be a top player. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought that Mark McGuire was, like, in the top ten because of how he was juicing and everyone was mad at him for it. He's number 11. The number one is Barry Bonds. Okay. And then Hank Aaron, and then Babe Ruth. Okay. Uh, I feel pretty proud of forgetting one of them. A-Rod is right under him, and number six is someone who's currently playing, and he's the only one in the top 30 that is a current player. Damn it. Why did I watch that movie starring Barry Pepper if Roger Maris was never going to matter? Because it was starring Barry Pepper, am I right? I think think his was most in a season. Okay. Yeah, 61 asterisk. Yeah, because the season was longer, they had to add an asterisk to it. Yeah. Oh, man. I just oh, you know what? Maybe that was the controversy controversy with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Yeah. I was just clicking around to see, you know, what kinds of things I could expect for a random page before we get into that stuff, and uh-huh. several of the ones that I clicked on had the N-word in the title, and that's not great. Okay. Whoa, what? Like, <laughs> well, because before... Oh, right. The other N-word. Oh, that N-word. Okay. Yes. I was like, how bad is this going to be? I think historically, we're probably allowed to say that to read the names of the pages and should otherwise avoid it. Yeah. um, I posted about this when it happened. This was like January or something. But on Jeopardy, they said the American Blank League, and they made the person ringing in say that. I'm like, why did you pick that, though? 
Yeah, <laughs> even the Jeopardy question writers didn't want to say that word. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that, like, you know, it's it's... It was the correct word at some yes. point, whereas the main N word was never the correct word at times when black people were considered human beings. Yes, I agree with you, and also, let's just not talk about it anymore. Okay, no. we'll yeah. avoid it as best we can. So instead, when I, are you done talking about the top baseball hitters because no one gives a shit? Yeah, I clicked my random page. Okay. I also clicked my random page, and I got a one that isn't in any way offensive, which is the page for For the Love of the Game, and I will read you now the entirety of of the entry for the love of okay. for, for the love of the game. But also please link me to it. I did already. For the Love there of the is. Game is a 1999 baseball film, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no date, no details about who's in it. <laughs> no details about who made Wikipedia it. Wikipedia page for this movie. <laughs> Can I Incredible. tell you? I was alive in 1999 and had an adult brain. I don't remember this movie at all. Does anyone know anything about it? I think I've heard the title before. For the Love of the Game. Enter. Uh, this movie was directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, Fuck. for fuck's sake. It doesn't have Kevin fucking Costner in it? How many fucking baseball movies is this dude in? Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, he is, uh... It stars Kevin Costner and Kelly Preston. Oh, Jesus. No. Oh, man. Uh... It won the Golden Raspberry for Worst Actor and was a box office bomb. I mean, I was going to roast this wiki for having less than one full sentence about this movie, but it doesn't seem like it deserves any more, to be honest. Oh, John C. Riley is in it, and J.K. Simmons. <laughs> I guess Sam Raimi just worked with J.K. Simmons a bunch. That is amazing. Oh, man. I, this is literally the last movie he made before Spider-Man. Fuck. Is Spider-Man in it? <laughs> Is uh, the character Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah, he's yeah, he's in it. <laughs> That's it. I'm doing yeah, I'm doing yes improv, not yes and improv. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, so fucking Kevin Costner has played a baseball player in every movie he's ever been in. Is my new argument. Even Dances with Wolves. You're gonna Even have to sell Tin it. Cup. Where he? Oh my god. That makes sense. I it's was Bo Jackson of uh, baseball, but then also golf. <laughs> Guys, I was wrong. Sam Raimi made another movie between For the Love of the Game and Spider Man. Uh huh. Anyway, that's it. What is it? Uh, it's called The Gift, starring Kate Blanchett. Greg Kinnear, Giovanni Ribisi, J.K. Simmons, and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh, man. Is J.K. Simmons actually just Sam Raimi's, like, dad? I'm wondering how... Ma- there was a chart on Sam Raimi's page of actors he's worked with, and I want to see. J.K. Simmons was in five of his movies, For the Love of the Game, The Gift, and The Three Spider-Mans, and that's it. He was not, like, a recurring actor for wow, him before that. accidentally hit on all of them before yeah. him for that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Good job, everyone. Crazy. Uh, so, my random page. Are we done talking about For the Love of the Game? <laughs> I don't know how we could possibly talk more about this movie. Oh, I could talk about it forever. It's like food to me. <laughs> uh, the page I got, I put it in the chat, is Pat Siri. 
James Patrick Seary, who was born in 1923 and died in 1986. Whoa, the phone guy? It was an American outfielder and right-handed batter in Major League Baseball who played for the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago White Sox. He was born in Wilburton, Oklahoma. Uh, He had a 561-game career. Now, just because I read every word of my one doesn't mean that we all have to do that. I am already editing. If you were paying attention to my reading better, you would see. I'm not reading everything because it is boring. It's stats. But a 561 game career, that seems like a long career, huh? He's not really a seer, he's just seery. That's right. Can can you please uh, link me to I this did. page? I, Jeff, uh, for fuck's no, you sake. didn't. You didn't. Yes, it's not here. They're all in the chat. It's not. I it's not on there. It. <laughs> Do you want me to show you a screenshot? Because it's not here. Hey, Let's... when this happened to me, Jeff, you didn't believe me. Uh, no, I just was like, that's weird. Uh, no, you didn't believe me, though. Well, yeah, like, because no, you don't you know how check. to use, com- because you don't know how to use computers, and I do. <laughs> do you? <laughs> okay, I said it again. I don't know if it'll show okay. up. I also Matt, sent, Matt it. sent it, and I got it from Matt because he actually sent it to me. <laughs> you didn't. Shut up a minute. Pat Seary is one of the 15 players in Major League Baseball history who hit four home runs in a single game in 1948. Good for him. Pretty good. And now he's trapped in everyone's iPhone. I don't get it. Oh, I get it. Oh, Siri. Siri. He died at age 63, So that's a bit of a stretch, but... (laughs) It's spelled differently. It's pronounced the same. How young do you have to be to die and people still be like, oh, before his time? Because I feel like 63 is kind of young, huh? Uh, Not when you died in 1986. Yeah, before modern medicine was invented. (laughs) Yeah, we all barely survived before then. (laughs) You don't know about this, Jeff. (laughs) I will say that dying at 63 when you were a sports player in the time when Mm -hmm. you were allowed and encouraged to use a lot of drugs to be better at sports Mm -hmm. seems right. Seems yeah. at about the right age to Well, die. the 80s was when they elected 70-year-old Ronald Reagan to the presidency, and everyone was like, he's impossibly ancient. Yeah, well, he was. Yeah. I, he's, yeah. What was he point? didn't die until 2004, so, like, I don't know, I guess he wasn't that old. Well, <laughs> no, I don't think that's how age works. Anyway, 63 is old, is what I'm saying. Back then. I still think it feels like a young time to die. That's not your allotted years, according to the Bible. It was his, it was his time to die. <laughs> I, think that, uh, I think that if you are an uh, athlete of any kind, people tend to die younger, which is weird because we always think of them as being so fit, but they do so much punishment to their bodies. Yeah, and then you get killed by a rival athlete from another team. That's true. Alright, I have posted an anonymous comment to his page saying, gone too soon. Good. That was a tribute that was very much needed. (laughs) So mean. Uh, It's not so mean, I'm telling the truth. I see your comment and I'm going to respond to your comment and say, yep. Good. See, there's a groundswell of public support for how he died. Hold on, as soon as that comment shows up, I'm gonna be like... I've done it. I'm gonna respond. Let me reload the page. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Oh, I can't can't reply to Matt's, but I can reply to yours. Uh Yes. Rip in peace. There we go. Post comment. <laughs> well, we fulfilled our social obligations, I think. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Good job, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this is a dumb podcast. I can't believe we missed our chance to uh, send something to Matt's page. Oh, was there a choice to do that on your page, Matt? There was, but what are we going to say about For the Love of the Game? Um, <laughs> Kevin Costner was so... Oh, wait, no, hold on. The link yeah. is still here. Yeah. I'm going to go into it. Do it. And I'm going to say... I already no, posted no. one. Ha ha ha. Okay. Post I'm going to do a different one, and I'm going to say... I loved this movie, but love in quotes. <laughs> Louisa, you have to I'm respond to saying start this this new movie review thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to say that you thought J.K. Simmons was great in it. Um, can you just post get me pictures of Spider Man? <laughs> I feel like that might get taken down. These other ones might survive because they're, like, iffy enough. You can't tell if someone's being serious. <laughs> These might not be jokes, says the moderator every yeah. time anyone comments on this this wiki at all. Um, so I got a random page titled Eli Tintor, uh, and the full text of the page reads, A player in the Minnesota Twins organization. An organization is capitalized. I like that his picture is him squatting. <sighs> Holding a baseball bat in out in the field where I don't think you're supposed to have them. Oh, man. Again, if you wanted to improve baseball, letting the outfielders hit the ball back into the infield <laughs> with the bat would be a I would love that. <laughs> That's essentially what cricket is, right? <laughs> if you can if you can bean the runner, then they're out. I mean, yeah, and probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> players, his categories are players in the Minnesota Twins organization and living people. All right, good for him. And I've put a comment on his page that just says, in all lowercase with no punctuation, who? Yeah, I see that. I put a comment on this page as well that says, I love this player. <laughs> now, someone someone replied to mine saying, Eli Tintor. <laughs> Is uh, pretty now, good. Eli Tintor, he was that Belgian kid with the blonde hair who traveled around the world solving mysteries. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, I, yeah. Jesus. That, I took it. I thought I wasn't going to get it, and then by three quarters of the way through the sentence, I knew what you were doing. Yeah, I realized so as I was saying it that I wasn't sure if I knew enough about Tintin to make that joke, but I think I got there. Yeah. Mm, yeah, he's. A comment that says, more like Eli Tintmore. So I'm a fan. <laughs> Of his, I, guess. I like I like the turn that this podcast is taking now that we started doing comments this episode, which we should have been doing this whole time. They don't I don't think like Yeah, they don't all allow comments, and we did vandalize a page on That's one true. of the ones. But anyway, I like that our aggressive positivity mm-hmm. turn where we're like, we love this. Yeah, well Jeff's not on board. <laughs> Yeah. No, I like it. Just doing fragmented creepypasta as we're. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Person just is lost in time and space. Yeah, I got creepypasta on the brain. Uh, is that, that's the show, right? Because I need to desperately be in air conditioning. Yeah, I think we're pretty much done. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and make sure to tell all your friends about it. I know that I kind of race through saying that every week, but I'm really going to say it much slower lower if you guys don't start doing it. That is a threat. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. do it. Um, and, and it really helps us. And I, I think there are a lot of people out there who actually like this show for some reason, and I would love to to feel Which like... Which is weird. I don't like that opinion. I'm doing it every week. 
which I kind of still feel like a little bit, but... Matt's anyway. holding himself hostage. Yeah, that's true. I will cut love. my bangs if you guys don't share this podcast. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, anyway, he's going to cut off his pinky toe and mail it to you if you don't <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hackthenetpod, um, or you can join our Discord where we chat with fans all the time if you want. Um, if you want to get in touch with me personally, you can find me on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon. Coolmemes.biz uh, I guess technically works, but I am in the midst of trying to get it moved to a different host, so I'm posting on Mastodon.cloud slash at JK for now. Uh, so find me there. And Instagram and Snapchat are JeffJK. Uh, you can listen to my other show, Creepypasta, where I talk about creepypastas. That's over at weaponizedlanguage.com or in any podcast storefront, I guess is technically what it's called, even though you don't buy things. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash jeffjk if you want to hear me talk about memes, or I did one that's like half an hour about pop punk uh, that I had to cut out of an episode of Creepypodsta. Um, and there's some bonus content from this show and our previous nearly identical show called Seeing Reddit. Um, <laughs> Which everyone liked I, more for some reason. Yeah, no, for some don't reason. don't encourage people to listen to that show. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to it. It's bad. Uh, but I mean, don't listen to this one either. It's bad. But if I you don't... don't- I did if you re- don't, Matt will mail his cut-off ear to you, so you do have to listen to it. <laughs> I did realize the other day how funny it is that the last episode of our last podcast was Ruined Orgasms, as if that whole <laughs> podcast was us edging our listeners. Anyway. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, yeah, like all that, like like they ever expected any of that to lead anywhere. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, that is all. Nope, I say it every time. The the like way that I can activate remembering the la- whatever the thing I forgot is is yeah. to say, well, I didn't forget anything, yeah, and that's all of them. Candidate phrase. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> uh, message any of us to get on our Discord. Yep. Okay. You can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Come and be my friend. Thank you. Alrighty, guys. Well, thanks. Come and be my out. friend. Thank you, says oh, Louisa. Jeff is, Jeff is in, interrupting my ending of the episode by saying I had something. to make fun of Louisa. Sorry. You're making fun of Louisa. Okay. Are we done? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I'll are you sure? Around. Do you have any more zingers for Louisa? <laughs> Uh, no. Okay, cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, if you would please come back next week, we'd appreciate it. In the meantime, don't forget about us, your net nannies. Delete your account. Get ready for jazz.